We are continuing to Hilim. We are on the 37th Mizmor still. We are about, as since the Mizmor goes in Aleph Bet order, we've been doing about 10 Pesukim a day, and we've gotten up to the 21st Pasuk, which begins with the letter Lamed. So far, the Mizmor has been uh, like a, basically a meditation on the eventual calamity that will befall the evil people compared to the eventual good that will befall the good people. The only thing David does say is that to see the good that will happen to the good people, you have to wait because the benefits of being evil are often instant and the benefits of being good are often more longer term. So you have to wait and sometimes you'll see the Rasha succeeding and you have to push yourself and commit in your head not to join the Rasha in the time of their success because sometimes it looks like their success will last. However, it doesn't. It won't last. That's, that's kind of the point of the Mismar. And then he goes on to say what the good that will befall the Tzadikim, that, that God will uh, protect them in the future and He will support them and they will not be ashamed on the day where evil befalls the evil they're not going to starve. They will be able to have. They will have their. Um, they will be full. But he also describes something different about the tzaddik, and that is that for the tzaddik to be full, doesn't require as much compared to how much the rashat needs to be full, and that's a very important thing. One of the the reasons we said the rishaim, their act, their behaviors are so self-destructive, is because. <clears throat> Often their orientation towards gain, towards getting more of whatever they're seeking, is a never-ending pursuit. They're never satisfied. They're always seeking more and more. And when you seek more and more, you often lead to your own destruction. Imagine a person in any realm, if you have too much of something, it leads to your own destruction. And we spoke about the Roman Empire and how they, they went so, or the Greek Empire, how they conquered so much land that it just becomes impossible to manage all of that land. And you can't control every little people who's in your empire who wants to rebel. It just becomes too much. So that is like a symptom of rish'ut, of, of evil, in that it's always seeking more. And when you seek more physical uh, conquest, it becomes harder and harder to maintain. And that ultimately leads to, self, to, to self-destruction. Now, that doesn't only apply to empires and land, it also applies to a rasha in his seeking to fulfill his physical desires. If you seek pleasure and you're seeking more and more and more pleasure, well, take drugs, for example, right? Drugs can be enjoyable. They can be a, they can be a physical pleasure. But then if the person has a never-ending appetite for enjoying those kinds of pleasures then they'll go deeper and deeper and deeper into the hole of drugs. And that's ultimately their own self-destruction. Even if you're not Russia, I mean, right. eat too much. Exactly, all of these things. Now, the reason I, um, we compare it to Russia is because there are tzaddikim who will struggle with controlling their appetites. But every tzaddik knows that there is an element of controlling their appetite. The Russia, part of the ideology is the self-worship and the... The, the belief that nobody can tell me what to do and there's, I, I want the gain for myself. So um, the Rasha's appetites typically cause their own self-destruction. Those are all topics that we discussed in the previous shurim. 
Now we're on Pasuk Lamed Aleph, uh, Kaf Aleph, we're on, Pasuk, we're on the, the verse that starts with the word Love, the Lamed. Love Rasha Veloi Shalem, Vitzadik Chonen Venoten. The difference between a Rasha and a Tzadik, as we said, is that the Rasha takes. So the Rasha will borrow, but he doesn't repay. However, what does the righteous do? The righteous one is gracious and he gives. So it's polar opposites. The Rasha will take and act like he's going to pay back and he never does. And the Tzadik, Chonen Venoten. Chonen is, is that he's gracious in the sense that even when he doesn't have to give, not when he's paying someone back. Just because someone asks him for money, he will give and he's okay doing it. Pasuk Kafbet. Ki to the ones he blesses, they inherit the earth, and those he curses are cut off. Who is the, the object here? Who is the subject here? Sorry. The one whom he curses, the one whom he blesses, they inherit the earth. They get biracha. But the one who he curses, those people are cut off. So you could interpret it as bore olam, right? The one who bore olam blesses, they're blessed. The one who Borei Olam curses are cut off. But you could also say it's the tzaddik. That whoever he blesses inherit the earth. And the one whom he curses are cut off. Now how could this be? Why would it be that the tzaddik has the power that whoever he blesses is blessed, whoever he curses is cursed? This is one of the most basic attributes of Avraham Avinu. It's one of the most basic birachot that was given to Avraham Avinu when God said, when God wanted to make Avraham into the progenitor of Am Yisrael, the most classic beracha he's given is, um, those who bless you, I will bless, and those who curse you, I will curse. Right? baruch arur. Okay? So, the way that works, the way that works is that when the tzaddik, who does the tzaddik bless? Someone who's bad to him, someone who's evil, or someone who's good. So the tzaddik tends to bless someone who's good, right? So the, the second the tzaddik is blessing a person, that's a sign that they are also a tzaddik. And that means they're going to fall into the beracha of the tzaddikim. Why am I saying all this? Because it applies very clearly to, to the state of Israel and to the friends. What countries in the world are, do better? The countries that are pro-Israel. Find a country that is thriving, that is top, top, top tier country, that is completely anti-Israel. I want to, that's, that's seeking the destruction of Israel. And you don't have it. Changes, uh, from now, and, and any country that goes from non-supporting Israel to supporting Israel, immediately they see benefits, economic benefits. The biracha comes. So, this, is, uh, this applies to the tzaddik also. When the tzaddik blesses someone, it's a symbol that the person is also tzaddik and the brachot of being a tzaddik befallen. Okay? Pasuk kafkim me Adonai mitz'ade gever konanu vidarko yechbatz. The Lord sets the footsteps of the person. Hashem sets the footsteps, mitz'adim or footsteps. So they come, the footsteps come from Hashem. Konanu vidarko yechbatz. He sets things up he makes sure they are established, the steps of the righteous, and he desires the path of the, of the tzaddik. Okay, a little bit of a difficult pasuk to translate, but 
God, he makes sure the footsteps of the tzaddik are in order. He'll guide the footsteps of the tzaddik. And he desires his path. Maybe it also means so long as he desires his path. As long as the tzaddik is doing good. When he stumbles, when the tzaddik stumbles, he won't fall down completely. Yutal won't be like taken away and swept away. Why? Now what I like about this pasuk is that what does it not say about the tzaddik? Does it say that tzaddik will never fall? No, it says kipol lo yutal. When he falls, not only does it not say that tzaddik won't fall, it says that tzaddik will fall. For sure that tzaddik will fall. fall. When the tzaddik falls, he won't be completely eradicated because Bore Olam is supporting him. And that's something that's very important that I always make sure to stress is that it's it's very, um, there are a lot of, I don't want to say rabbis, but a lot of educators who try to give a much more rosy picture of reality than, what's, than what really happens. Oh, if you become a tzaddik and you keep the Torah, all the brachot of the world will befall you. You have kids in your family, you have shalom bayit and this and that. It's not, life isn't that simple. There is, there is a complexity to life. All, you, all we could know is that if a person's a tzaddik, if a person's really a tzaddik, then they will have their struggle like everybody. But there is something that they, ha- they can hold on to so that they don't fall completely. Emunah. You have your emunah, you have Bore Alam support, you have your good actions which, perce- per- which precede you. Okay, so that's that pasuk. Pasuk kafe. Na raiti gam zakanti. Velo raiti tzadik na'izav ezarom vakeshlachim. Where is this pasuk from? <laughs> the end of the Bechat Amazon. Beautiful pasuk. Okay. I was once a youth, but now I've become old. And what have I not seen in all of my days? I've seen tzaddikim struggle, but I've never seen a tzaddik who's begging for bread, begging and has nothing and has zero, right? I've never seen a tzaddik completely left, completely forsaken by God. And his kids are now on the streets begging for bread. I've never seen a tzaddik like that, which is a strong statement, you know, because I could imagine there maybe have been some tzaddikim, which they, you know, so what does it mean exactly? What does it mean that I've been young and now I'm old with and I've seen my, everything? With my experience. With my experience maybe it means life. it rarely happens. Maybe, it, maybe it's really true. Or a true tzaddik. You know? I know it's a difficult thing to say. It's a difficult thing to say. But it's a beautiful pasuk. You know? I've never seen a tzaddik completely forsaken and his kids are seeking bread. You know, I've, they always... There's always a way. That's the hardest to be. There's always, a, there's always something, there's some support in the realm of the tzaddikim. Now, what it could mean, again, I'm struggling with this pasuk, but what it could mean is if you do have a group of tzaddikim, let's say, Bliya and Hara, our community, is there anyone in our community who, is there any individual in our community who could fall on very hard times? Not someone who's like, uh, you know, taking insane risks and then, and then has like an addiction or something and, came and, and had a beautiful parnasa and lost it. Someone who's normal, who goes through the struggles, has, falls into like a medical situation in which their expenses go way up. Is there anybody in our community who will end up becoming a beggar because of this? I don't think so. I think within our community, the community is going to hold their hand. there are enough tzaddikim that it creates that, that support system in which people struggle, people fall. But, but, but will a person fall into the situation where they have to go beg? 
I don't think so. Families around them, they're going to help them. So I think maybe not an individual tzaddik does this always apply to, but if you create even, not even a whole society of tzaddikim, but just a group of tzaddikim, there's enough tzidkut to go around, there's enough biracha that Borei Olam brings to the world that, you know, we, they, they could survive. They won't, they won't completely fall, you know, to the ground. Okay? The whole idea of being tzaddik is also to help the others. Yeah. And now, now we think, like, yeah, but that's not Borei Olam giving the tzaddik, but I thought you said that tzaddik, Hashem but, but, never but, forgets. But Borei Olam has his agents. Exactly. Borei Olam has his agents, yeah, and that's Borei Olam at the end of the day. Practically all of my this business is, is, may life, be, is life tests. These my, are tests right. Life. My business may be failing, chas v'shalom, but if somebody else's business is doing well, and he's put in a position, he has the tzidkut to help me, and he makes sure I don't chas v'shalom lose my house or something, isn't that a bracha from Borei Olam? Yes. That, that is tzaddik lo ne'ezav. That is, that is a tzaddik not being forsaken. Because our life is a <clears> test. <throat> it's all a test. Yeah, Pasuk 26. All day long, he is gracious and he's giving. This is the way of the tzaddik. What does this happen? What then happens to his descendants? They become a blessing. They become blessed. Amen. Turn from evil and do good and dwell securely forever. Why, is, why does he have to tell you to turn away from evil and do good? Sur merava setov. It's a famous pasuk. Separate from evil and do good. First of all, it's the nature of things that if you're still stuck in the mud, it's, it's very hard to see the value of the good. Cannot get out of it. First, you need to, if you're still chas v'shalom attending the, the clubs that you shouldn't be attending, then it's very, it's, you're, there's going to be a mental block that's going to stop you from appreciating going to Kanisa or keeping halachot or things like that. Okay, so that's the first step. Sur merava setov. But the, the Peshat reason as to why he's saying this is because what did we say in this means more about, about the wicked is that in the short term, they might not, they might not, they uh, very often look like they're having a good time yes, and they're but succeeding. In the long term, eventually, exactly. Are, in the long term, it's, you know, it's uh, things, things lean in the direction of the tzaddik. Okay, the way Borelam set up the world. Um, should we save this, the rest of it? Rabbi, it depends how you measure the blessing. Some people, they think that the blessing is only about money. Yeah. The blessing is yeah. not just money. There is a lot of other, so many, health, to see the happiness of your children, yeah. to live securely, to have a home that is with peace. With yeah. And <laughs> you can eat. You can. Oh. Oh, my God. He has no happiness, no nothing. God. Yeah, there's... Um, He's not enjoying it. We once discussed this in our happiness class in the morning. Where we were saying, you very often look at whatever you're lacking and you start judging the world based on that. So you assume that I'm lacking Parnassah right now and that's making me very stressed out and sad. So anybody who has Parnassah must be happy. That's right? not true. <laughs> but there are 50,000 elements to life that are part of that happiness that you can achieve. So, so you'll look at the person who has a tremendous amount of panasa. Have you looked into his kids? Is he happy with his kids? Does he have kids? Maybe he's struggling to have kids. Can he you enjoy know? it? Can he enjoy it? Can, can, then, the, then there Some are people... people you, know, you get the blessing, but you, don't know, you cannot enjoy it. Then there are people that are tremendously wealthy and have a lot of mental health issues, that they suffer from severe depression. 
So you're looking, you have a decent life, you're in Parnassah, you're struggling, but you know, you're happy, you're basically happy, your wife is supportive, you have, you have like the basic foundation, you have family, the basic foundations of what it takes to be a happy person, a good wife and a good family, right? And a, and a, and a family. And then you look at this person like, oh, wow, I wish I could have what he has. But you, he's looking at you and wishing he has what, in theory, yes, what you have. He wishes he has what you have because you have stability. And, you know, a, a wife who's coming to you and is supporting you. And he is struggling from severe mental illness and depression. And these are things that you don't even see. Yeah, sometimes you, sometimes they you see. Show, they don't even show it to you. And, and, They're hiding it. They're 50%, I think it's between 25 and 50% of Americans suffer, suffer from anxiety or depression. That's a lot. They're lonely. That means that... They're lonely. We... There are so friends, much we that we don't friends. see... There's yeah, so much so that we don't friends. see that's under the cover. I mean, depression They have nothing. They have what they have. They go in the hospital, nobody's coming and visit them. Anyways, there's so much that we don't see about about the suffering that other people go through. So we should think twice if, before we wish that we could be somebody else. Our last word today is Yom Azikaron. Yes. Tomorrow is Yom Azmaut. And I say this every year, but why was it that Yom Zikaron? What is Yom Zikaron, first of all? It's, it's the day in which we remember anybody who's died on behalf of, of the Israel. state of Israel. Now, the Yom Zikaron is the day before Yom Atzmaut every year. Yom Atzmaut means the day of independence. It's the day in which we declare our independence. Um, what, why did they, sit, they structure it so that the Yom Zikaron... The day on which you remember the fallen is the day before the day of independence. To see what price we paid. Exactly. So we could see what price we paid. So that the people every year who feel like their relative died for no reason or they, somebody passed away in war for no reason, the next day when they're celebrating the independence of the state of Israel and all the bounty and the glory that the Jewish people have today now that they have their own state, they see, you know what? It's, t- it's difficult, but at least it was for a purpose. And it gives meaning to the struggle. It gives meaning to the suffering. It serves another purpose. Because people take it for granted. You know, right. Yeah, I guess that people, people take it for granted. If you look backwards, you'll see how many people, you know, really sacrificed their lives for this mission. Bezor uh, Hashem, we should... It's, it's a more serious, somber day of recognition, but tomorrow is also a very, very happy day. Uh, so, Bezrat Hashem, um, we should see many, many more years of Biracha. Amen.